Oh, baby. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of another cold one. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Tyler. And I'm the other host. My name is Alex. I'm glad you didn't go with the Tyler and Tyler joke because yeah, I wasn't aware that I did that. And like, well, I thought it was like three back to back to back episodes. Might have been three in a row. Each time I thought it was original. <laughs> Each time it wasn't. Even the first time it wasn't that good. <laughs> it's it's still funny. my desperate attempt to find a catchphrase. Go right now. Hey, I think you're thinking too much. No, I can't do cuff. it. Off no, no. Last week we already discovered it didn't work out. No, but off the cuff. Off the cuff. Off Ready? the cuff. No, it didn't work out. I'm, Ready? Gonna, I'm Tyler to, and it's Alex. See? That's it. You just went with your name. My catchphrase is "It's Alex." <laughs> I like a noise like a womp. You want my catchphrase to be a noise? No, because that sounds. All right, here one more time. <laughs> I mean, the it's podcast Tyler. is a little sad, and it's. No, I was gonna say it's, it's Tyler. Alex. No, I can't do it. I can't do it. I can't do it on the spot. It's Tyler. If you guys could comment, here we go. It's Tyler. If you guys could comment our most recent Instagram post, some ideas about a title, and really any Instagram post, uh, it doesn't have to be the most recent one. I'll work on it. If you put one on there, I'll say it as long as it's not offensive. Or one of the ones from last episode that turned out to be offensive. It could be offensive. I do have to research each of them. It could be offensive. Will you say it if it's offensive, Mr. Welcome, welcome, welcome? I mean, hey, listen, when you find what works, you don't mess with it. The fans have told me they love it. That is true. I mean, I've said I like it. Yeah. Again, feel free to stop by our apartment. Our address is public. <laughs> we made it public a few episodes ago. Uh, we love love meet and greets. Uh, it looks great in here right now. The apartment looks good. It we really have, does look good. We yeah. have help written on the wall in silly string. Um, but otherwise real good decor yeah, yeah we have candles. a we have a room that's memorialized for tyler yes uh, i i will be dying very soon so <laughs> get the listens in while you can because my time my days are i'm numbered. just gonna have to like splice through every episode to like put together you commenting on it it'll be like those cgi movies yeah. like with fast and furious how yeah. they like <laughs> paul walker walking around <laughs> or or carrie fisher in uh yeah or carrie fisher in there yeah. Also, I realized my catchphrase uh, is just me breathing into the mic. I still haven't figured that out. That was the one thing we've been working on. Yeah. I have to practice breathing away from the mic. I spent probably about 15 minutes of solid editing time to, <laughs> to crop out Alex's heavy breaths. It was really funny because like Tyler said, it was like one of the, it was the first episode we put out when we moved here and Tyler sent it to me and was like, hey man, yeah, like check it out if everything sounds good. I got like three minutes and I was like, I can't listen to this. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird because when he talks, y'all can't see it. But he pulls away from the mic when he talks. But when he breathes, he just leans <laughs> yeah. right yeah, into like it. I'm, I'm lean away, and then when I'm like, oh, I need to breathe, I go. <gasps> <laughs> so uh, it's the shot episode today. Uh, we're going to take a shot of Tennessee honey on the air. We've already had a couple, but and he's what's the toast to to Kenya? To Kenya, our country of the week. There we go. Oh god. Oh, it tastes tastes horrible. Ugh, that. But you know what doesn't taste horrible? Sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> now all of these are listed in our link tree in our Instagram bio, so feel free to check those out. But just to give them a call out right now, if you're online shopping, feel free to use our code on Honey to both save yourself money and make us a little money so we can buy our little soundboard. If you like video games, you can get a free guidebook to play asia and last but not least get a discount on a cup of joe on us at player one coffee 
Wow. Did you practice that? No, I didn't. Holy uh, cow, dude. I, I was say. looking at you the whole time to get some affirmations that it was going well. And, oh, I got it. I got a shake of the head. Knock out of the park, dude. Shit. Well, damn. That shot made me vomit in my mouth. I hope you guys heard it. Yeah, that's why I was only talking there. It was, I was yeah. really trying to see what was going on with you. Very romantic. What was romantic about you throwing up in your mouth? Clearly, you've never been on a first date with me. Yeah, every <laughs> single one you've yeah. ever been on. Dude, you ready for some Kenya fun facts? I was born ready. Number one, it has the second highest mountain in Africa. What's the name of the mountain? It is, as you may have been able to guess, Mount Kenya. <laughs> That's all they have. It's second to Mount Kilimanjaro, which is. I was going to ask you the first one, and I I wanted to see if you knew it. Mount Kilimanjaro. I I once knew someone that just climbed that without any any like prior. No, they did exercise. What's what's their name? It was one of the people I studied abroad with. One another name. I don't think our fans know I studied abroad. One another name. That's all I talk about. What's their name? I'm not going to say their name because you're a liar. I'll show you a picture of it right now. Show show me. I'll show you the picture of it. Go ahead. I'll pause. He literally left from studying abroad to go climb it my ass i'll show no, you right I'm, now pause the pause the cast no, no, no. i'm gonna keep rumbling while you get that shit rolling okay but it's uh, home to the fastest land animal the cheetah yeah 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 and uh also there's no traffic jams on lamu island kenya's lamu island is located off the northeast coast and it's car free they uh get around exclusively by other means <laughs> Just anything that's not a car. Also, you can't hunt protected animals in Kenya. I thought that was a weird fun fact because you can't hunt protected animals anywhere. But, you know, fun fact. Uh, I am looking at an Instagram. Yep. And here it is in August. Um, I've never camped in a tent or really hiked before. Congratulations. You're now at, oh, my God, they made it to the peak. Whoever that is, I deeply apologize. I doubted your abilities. I mostly doubted Alex's credibility. However, I'll let it ride. I feel like the listeners really don't care about any of this. No, they don't. That's why I told you to pause the cast. You're right. I'm sorry. (laughs) This is 100% on me. Shoot me a DM. Tell me you're disappointed, and we'll we'll get moving. Anything else you'd like to say? Anything new with you personally? Personally, uh, no, but... Oh. Professionally? Sure. Our Instagram's doing great. Feel free to follow us there. Check the out Instagram is thriving. Check out uh, our pictures with our uh, new unofficial but official mascot, Scully. It's Skelly. It is Skelly. Oh it is God. indeed Skelly. Bro, you just fucked up the Yikes. mascot. That is tough. Uh, I did a whole photo shoot with him. I tossed him in the air in our most Literally recent picture. Literally snapped his arm off by accident. I did snap his arm off by accident, and I can't even get his name right. Uh, I actually, can I take, can I take a second? Uh, no, we are right, doing like podcast. To- <laughs> it's just you and me. I, I you can't, thank you so you much for giving me home. a second. I'd like no! to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to apologize to Skelly. Absolutely. No, <laughs> uh, I am your father and I'm very sorry. Um, you please forgive me. You're now his dad. I thought we were both his dads. I mean, we can and then our be. photographer was like, his quirky aunt. I thought <laughs> I thought you'd be asking me in a more like formal way, but we can be dads together. I thought we had adopted him. I thought that was like our uh, the whole backstory to him. I birthed him straight from my canal. So how about we get on with the story and pretend that you never said that? Great call. I'm going to go right into it. We're in Kenya in June 
of 2010, Alex. Man, that was seamless. <laughs> in June, you period. Like my, my voice got very... Actually, there's a comma in my script. In June of 2010, a 32-year-old man from Nairobi was arrested for having involvement in a strings, string of kidnappings. However, unbeknownst, big word, to investigators at the time, they had just detained Kenya's most prolific serial killer. Whoa. Catherine... Shalengat, a 32-year-old mother of one in 2008 when she disappeared. She had just finished college at the Kabate Technical Institute earlier that year in Nairobi, the capital city of Kenya. Catherine lived in a suburb of Nairobi called Karen, where she had several family members living nearby. How many people are in Nairobi? I feel like it's a big city. Let me uh, look it up. This is what our research team has come to. We are starved from resources. I, I didn't even bring my research tool <laughs> to this episode. Yeah, you're just going in raw. Ew, Ugh, I'm sorry, dude. Gross. I, I, audience, I apologize. Jesus. 4.3 million are in, are in Nairobi. Ugh, God. Uh, I'm so sorry, dude. Fuck. Oh, my God. Oh, apparently, there's black rhinos in Nairobi. Despicable. They're rare. Get back to it, Jesus. I'm going to carry on. So, in that June of 2010, Catherine disappeared on November... Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Catherine disappeared on November 2nd, 2008. (laughs) What am I talking about with June? Jeez. Oh, that's because when he was arrested. I'm so sorry, everybody. Catherine disappeared on November 2nd, 2008. Do you need to, like, go over the months real quick or anything? (laughs) It seems like you don't have a full grasp. Do you have a song? No, I wish I did. I would love a song, but that's okay. I bet there is a song. The day that Catherine disappeared, November 2nd, 2008, seemed like every other Sunday. Nothing seemed out of the ordinary in the neighborhood that Catherine was staying in. According to one of her relatives, a man named Wesley Roteach. Wesley was the last relative to see Catherine alive as she left his home in the early evening. Isn't that name similar to one of the last names of one of our older episodes? Roteach? Yeah. Valentich. Yes. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. Look at that. What a call. Hey, shout out if you guys have been here since then. If you're still here, something is very wrong We'd with like you. We'd like to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The quality has dipped probably significantly, I would no, say. No, the quality has definitely gotten better. What? We are two hosts on completely different opposite ends of the spectrum. I feel like mine's clearly the more correct one. Well, you used to be funny, but somehow it, you just lost I just it. lost my touch. <laughs> you did. I mean, the fans told me that. It wasn't me. Oh, yeah. Oh, you took Which the microphone fans? off the stand. He's gone rogue. Let's carry on. So, Wesley was the last relative to see Catherine alive. This is what he said. It was on a Sunday. She left my house around 9 p.m., saying she was going to spend the night at her brother's house. So, Catherine departed to visit another family member, her brother, but never arrived. Worried friends and family tried to retrace her steps in the coming days, weeks, and months, but they found nothing. Wesley, the same relative that saw her last, described what happened next. We heard nothing from her captors for the next three months. They called us off the phone on the phone and demanded thirty thousand shillings, which in American dollars is three hundred bucks. Oh. Seems low for a ransom, right? Well, but I don't know. It, what the medium income for this area is. It's very true. It, it might be impoverished in the town, but yeah, 30,000 shillings was what they requested. So I'm sure that's what they needed. Also, at the time, Wesley didn't have the money. So they reported it to the police and they, they weren't able to pay. That's but unfortunate. The extortion attempt came three months after Catherine's disappearance. So they weren't able to find anything beforehand. That is 
See, that feels like a long time to try and extort someone. Also, the police had not known until the extortion attempt came. So I don't know what that says about kind of Kenya. The police didn't even know that she was missing? No, they were notified once the extortion attempt came. Weird. Weird, but doesn't play into the case at all. So Okay. Yeah, but... So completely drop that. <laughs> keep your inquisitive detective mind fresh for the rest of this. So the family of the missing mother did not have the money on hand, so they begged for time. The figure on the other end seemed to show very little pity but ultimately allowed them to pay a smaller amount, 15,000 shillings, which is $150. Cut it in half. The ransom was paid through a money transfer program, but sadly it did not result in the safe return of Catherine. How you know? You just can't trust kidnappers. (laughs) You think they're good for their word. Stand-up guy. Abducted her. Just wants a little You think you can trust him. He's out there hustling. His little side hustle. He's got his normal job. On the side, he's he's kidnapping. He's kidnapping people for money. Yeah, some people you know? are doing pyramid schemes or Amazon, you know, marketing or whatever. But yeah. he's kidnapping people. Everyone needs a side hustle. Yeah. People drive Uber. Exactly. People right. deliver. Yes, this guy yes. kidnaps people and extorts families. You know, that's why it took three months. Yeah, he was extorting other people. Exactly. He really it, doesn't seem to be that good at it. Really seems to be nice. Wanted thirty thousand. Went for fifteen. Seems that's agreeable. a fifty percent discount. Wow. I mean, where can you? You get don't even those get rates? that on coupons. <laughs> Look, where can you get those? Rates? <laughs> he's like he staples things to telephone poles. Did I extort your daughter? <laughs> well, Use this fifty percent off coupon. <laughs> not to get very dark from, from oh, my come laughter, on! but the young mother was already dead. <laughs> she was killed months beforehand by a Come on, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you let me go on with the joke for so long when you knew she was dead? They're here for the comedy content. Or maybe they're here for the true crime, in which case I'm so sorry because this is intense. I'm here for the true crime and I just got I got bamboozled more than they did. <laughs> also, I'm just gonna give this to you now. Like, no. This case is extremely bleak. God there's, there's no hope. I made a joke about uh, There's a lot of murder. Kidnapper coupon. <laughs> there's rape. It's not good. Yeah, I'm so sorry, Alex. Put the microphone back. This is dark. I should have stopped you. So the young mother had already died, but she was killed months beforehand by a killer who worked just down the block from her family. He was so a, not only did he just steal money from the family. Well, he was asking for money from the family after she was already dead. But he didn't even kill her. Oh, he killed her. Oh. But was asking for money after she was already dead. Well, this is a terrible person. So, of course, he was willing we to just, give them the summer just, discount. You know, use of, code SUMMER15. No, no, no. No, we're not making the coupon joke anymore. I'm bringing it back. You you led me astray. You made it seem like this was a... You even said he was a good guy just trying to have a side hustle. <laughs> Spoiler alert, murderer, he was not. Who was, he was swindling families. You know, I was picturing a man. You know, he's got kids at home. He's like... He goes into the office every day, but you know that's not his dream job. No, no, no. no. This is a cold-hearted murderer. Yeah. He's God. very, very scary. So I'm going to tell you what he said in his confession and involvement with the kidnapping. He said, she was just walking along the road. I just shook her hand, and for some reason she followed me. The body of 32-year-old Catherine Schellengott would not be found for over two years. Now, that was just to set the stage, because we're getting into a story. It's a, it's a terrible stage. <laughs> well, well I'm you're sad. stuck. You're stuck. <laughs> this is the story of her killer, Philip 
on Yancha. After Philip was arrested for his involvement in the kidnapping, so that was his only charge, he then proceeded to confess to killing 17 people, mainly women. He claimed at the time he was recruited into a cult while at school by a teacher who told him to kill 100 people and drink their blood for good fortune. He claimed that he had been forced into this against his will. He then proceeded... Um. Yes. Yeah. Uh. Little off topic, but on topic. Sure. I feel like you could easily be recruited into a cult. You are you talking you like you in general? No, or are you no, talking no, no. Me? You. What? What an egregious thing to say, especially just, right now. <laughs> what? What do you mean? I, look, I know the timing might not be great, but I me? just think that you could be recruited into a cult. Why? Look, I feel like after this episode's released, we'll put a poll onto the story asking which person we think is more likely to be recruited to a cult. But I think it's you. I think end of the day... That is not what you said. You didn't say between the two of us who is more likely. You said I am extremely likely uh, to be inducted into a cult. I didn't say extremely likely, but I will adopt that as my answer. Why? I'm not impressionable. I have my own opinions. You're impressionable, but also more you would like do it to appease like the cult leader. You'd be like... (laughs) You'd be like, hey, he'd be like, hey, you want to join the cult? And you'd be like, no, I don't really want to. You'd be like, come on, just for me. And you'd be like, oh, okay, I'll try it for a little bit. And then you just like fully lean in. I cannot believe you brought my deep, deep insecurity and need for other people's approval, not only to our podcast audience, who thinks of me very highly, (laughs) I imagine. (laughs) I, I can't believe it. I'm just saying, like, it's not necessarily... I mean, it is a bad thing. That's that I was going <laughs> to... <laughs> I just feel well, like... court, we're talking about murder. Well, not, not necessarily murder. I don't think you'd kill someone. I just think, like, a general, like, like a cult, like... What if uh, the cult asked me to do it? Like, what Jonestown... Said, what if it said, welcome to the cult, you need to kill someone? Like, Jonestown before they drank the Kool-Aid. If if you were in a cult where, like, they didn't drink the Kool-Aid, that's where I see you. Well, what what, what is the cult doing, then? I don't know, just like a. Do you think I'd like sacrifice a goat? I could see you sacrificing a goat. Yeah. I mean, I never really liked goats. Goat? Have you ever eaten goat? What? No, I've had goat it's good. milk. You, it's where, good. Where did you eat goat? Goat at a steakhouse. Where? In Europe. Where? What country? Uh, I think it was Spain. They were serving goat. Yeah, yeah, goats. Hey, goats no are disres- very popular. No disrespect. Very, it was delicious. So is lamb. You ever had lamb? This is I, off topic again. I think I've the had lamb. I've had lamb. Lamb's I love good. That you're, you're bringing up your craving for meat as we're talking about murder. So. But no, no, no. I, it just came up because you would be in a cult. Uh, once again, we'll put the story up on the Insta. Please no, make sure to take place in that poll. We won't. Who is more likely to be in a cult? We will not. I think it's Tyler, and I think the evidence is pretty clear. It's Alex, and I can. Okay, I can why me? Um, why you? Why would you join the cult? Yeah, yeah. Because. Um, you live for the drama. You'd want to be involved in something. I'd want to lead crazy. the cult. That that's worse. Definitely worse. But tell me, you couldn't see me as a leader of a cult before a member of a cult. Well, you need to be a member first. You'd have to rise up the ranks. No, no, no. You'd have to. You'd have to earn your stripes. You'd have to kill a couple people. Just no, like this guy. No, 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 no. This isn't a murder cult. You'd have to sacrifice a couple goats. That's fine. Oh, sweet Jesus! I would cook the col- I'd cook the goat afterwards. You cook the colt. That's what you're about to say. <laughs> I'd cook them all. Okay. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Let's get back on yeah. topic. But 
You'd definitely join a cult. It's you would you would more so than me. We should talk about we should do a cult episode one of these times. That's what we're doing. This is a whole episode about cults? Yes. Wow, I'm excited. Wow. Well, spoiler alert everybody. I'm sorry, you better just turn turn it off now. You already know what's gonna end. <sighs> After being arrested for his involvement in the kidnapping, he then proceeded to confess to killing seventeen people, mainly women which is what I ended with last time. He said he was recruited into the cult by the teacher, forced into it against his will, but he cooperated with police. So again, he was, they figured out the kidnapping. They found that lady's body because he was literally a security guard working like a couple hundred feet away. When he got arrested, he then let them know that he killed 17 people and then rolled with the police, cooperated with them and spent them, spent three days leading them on what was called a gruesome tour of the country. Oh God. With the media in tow, camera crews, journalism, he began showing them the places in Nairobi, the central province, and Rift Valley, where he says he murdered his victims. What he said about it was, my target was to kill 100 women. I managed 17, and there were 83 to go. That's what he told the Daily Nation newspaper in Kenya. On Wednesday, he took them to a private home where he had worked three years ago as a security guard. There were the remains of a woman recovered from a sewer. He then also led the police to cheap lodges where he admitted to killing several prostitutes and kidnapped several children. So far, four bodies have been found, and he has led police to the sites of several unresolved murders. Eight sex workers, all dismembered and naked, as well as small children beheaded and many more. Holy shit! So they only confirmed four bodies out of the 17 he said he killed, but he led them to the site... Of all these other murders that happened. Oh. That is laying the groundwork. He's currently in jail awaiting trial, but that's not the unsolved portion of this. But the unsolved portion is sort of connected to a theory. So I'm going to get into the three theories that can explain this guy. I I was about to say I'm excited, but... Well, you can uh, be excited. This stuff is, is interesting. More intrigued. That's why our Instagram page is, you know, cracking right now. Cracking. Why did I say cracking? It's, oh, God. You're really, you know, for a podcast host. <laughs> Bad with words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need another medium. What else do I have? I don't know. Performance dance? I could do a dance piece. Interpretive dance, like, about... Yes, about murder. Do it about, like, the last episode where, like, the, the whole town was poisoned. Oh, yeah. They were all tripping on acid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... I'd, I'd pay money to watch that dance. <laughs> Once again, feels insensitive to be making jokes about the dance right now. I know you would pay money for my dance because you're a little, a little perf. I'm going to get into theory number one. Theory number one, basic. Okay? This is very basic. All right? This is some basic bitch theorizing. That he was mentally insane. Okay? That he's just an average serial killer. Alex, I'm going to give you a little bit of his history so that you can make your mind up on your own and so our audience also as well can think about it. But this so, is theory number I mean, one. Just to clarify, yes. Uh, in your eyes, <laughs> yes. Basic bitch energy, mm-hmm. mentally ill. Only in this case because I think there's some other shit going on. Oh, I wish people could have just seen your little like finger flourish you did there. Ooh, finger flourish. Great band. Good with words. What? I'm good with words. Let's get into theory number one. <laughs> That he's mentally insane. I'm going to give you a background of Philip so you understand him as a person. But you understand the gist of it, right? So he's yeah, yeah. 
He's imprisoned for a kidnapping. Yeah, I understand the gist. <laughs> Perfect. Imprisoned for a kidnapping. He obviously didn't want to get caught. Got caught for some reason. Confessed to seventeen murders. Led them to four bodies and told him about the other thirteen. And led them to sites and they were able to make breaks in the case, but not fully find the remains. Yada yada. But yeah, weird. Anyway. So, theory number one is that he is a mentally deranged serial killer. So, I'm going to give you his full background. So, he's one of several kids born to his parents. They lived in a small rural town on a tea farm, which is still tended today by the family. Kind of cool, to be honest. I I would like to work on a tea farm. Yeah, I feel like that. I wonder what they grow. Tea. Like what type of tea? Oh, I think they vary. Like, do you pick? Chamomile, mint. Chai? Sure. I think chai is like a blend of spices, like cardamom and stuff. Oh, that's true. Good point. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. More about okay. the tea trade. Yeah. We could do a tea app. Eh, no, no one cares. A little tea, tea episode. episode. Yeah. And they want we're like, so this one involves cult murders. Our next episode, we're going to be delving into a history of tea. <laughs> we could. <laughs> so, oh, God damn it. These segues are so poorly timed. No. Philip claims he was molested by a worker at his family home. Apparently God multiple damn, times. On the tea farm? Apparently, Why are you going to let us talk about tea farm? Apparently multiple times. Looks like it wasn't just chai happening at the farm. I'm, that was not a joke. Oh that was not a God. joke. That wasn't a joke. That was Bro. a statement. Wow. Psychologist. Three times this episode. Guys, I'm really sorry. Psychologist. What's going on, my guy? Psychologist. <laughs> you'll do a finger flourish, and then you'll... <laughs> No, I'll step back. Thank you for stepping back. Psychologists who have analyzed the case point to a lot of mental trauma that could have come from this. Number one, people that are sexually assaulted when they're younger can start to develop the ideology that they can get anything they want by using force. Also, anytime there's an early blossoming of sexuality like this, it causes an early maturation, thus frustration sexually, and also can lead to an obsession with pornography, which Philip claims that he also had. But moving on from there, he... That's... That's just sad. The microphone is over there. That's just sad. It is sad. But... I I feel... I mean, I hate to say I feel bad for him because of, of what he's done, but at the same time... It's tough. It's important to understand the background when it comes to these serial killers, Absolutely. too. You that's can good, sort of find a like a, 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 a foundation or, or something that could have influenced them to to be there. But yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I don't know. It gets into like that whole nature versus nurture debate with some people, but you Spread never know. your psych major, you know? It's very... I, I In case that you didn't know, I am a psych major, and this stuff is great to me. But... Um, Proceeding forward, the, the most fascinating people are the ones that had like a perfectly fine upbringing and still ended up yeah. really fucked up without like a pinpointed catastrophic event. And that's why people are so fascinated with serial killers. And like why you're probably psych. Yes. Why, why you're probably listening to this podcast. But so even then, after a I childhood. to it for the great hosts. <laughs> I don't feel great this episode. To be honest. I, feel, I feel like I'm, I feel great. And we always feel great. That's true. I got a high opinion of myself. (laughs) (laughs) At least you do, because the fans don't. Oof. So, Philip, despite his childhood trauma, and again, I do want to say that none of this was confirmed, ever. His parents didn't communicate on it. So everything that's here is coming from Philip's testimony. But that plays in more later. So he did show a lot of promise in primary school. So despite having a traumatic childhood... 
He had a lot of promise. He was described by his teachers as a well-behaved boy whose abilities above be, be above Jesus, above average. And he was accepted in one of the best high schools in Kenya and set himself on a path to university. During his first year, he was an enthusiastic student and showed enthusiasm in extracurricular first, activities. First year at university? No, first year in high school. Okay. Uh, his English teacher at Kenyatta Mahiga, which is one of the best schools in Kenya, one of the best high schools, said about Philip, he, is an, he was an eloquent, bright young student who spoke with a lot of authority and excelled in his studies. So I'm not saying that the trauma wasn't processed or wasn't whatever, but to go from there and then be not just passing or whatever, but to be excelling top of your class yeah. is impressive. Absolutely. But so let's carry on. In his second year, he began to bully younger students. No, no. And it wasn't just bullying. He later got accused of sodomy by one of the first year students. He only got suspended for two weeks because there was no evidence to prove it. But the accusation is there and is legitimate. That wasn't just something he said in his testimony that's in his file. Yeah. When he came back from his two week suspension, his teachers are quoted saying that he spiraled into a pale shadow of himself. He graduated with a C minus average, never picked up his certificate. He just never showed up. He graduated but never went to the ceremony, never picked up his thing, didn't go to secondary education. When he graduated, he went to work as a security guard near his family's farm, but not in the same village. The villagers who were later interviewed said he was forced out of the village because he was accused of attempting to rape a neighbor. But Philip in his testimony said that it wasn't true. He claims that he made the move to Nairi, near th- nearly 300 kilometers away. That's far. <laughs> because he was hearing voices. Oh, no. Oh, man, this is... The villagers disagree with this because he was probably only familiar with two locations besides his family's hometown, and he spent apparently a lot of time in Nairi. So that's they are claiming that they yeah, forced that him like, out of the village. Yeah, and he went he there, went to the other place he knew. Didn't. Yes, but he said that he went there because he was hearing voices—voices voices that he had been hearing since high school, who had been growing in volume and intensity, and were encouraging him to make rash decisions. I mean, including the decision to kill i mean that that does hold true with like schizophrenia i mean apparently the most common time to get it is like your late teens early 20s as a male very true oh man yeah this this took a bleak turn oh this is a very very bleak time there's no hope here oh yeah no hope um but despite this he's married he had a kid and he struck neighbors and acquaintances when he moved into his new home with his wife as a seemingly normal guy who sometimes did kind of strange things. I was about to say, maybe he just needed a fresh start. And then I and then I remembered the, the four murders. Yeah, but that came later, you know. So right now, maybe he did need a fresh start. Sure. Now he's just a kid that was enough? suspended from school. No, it wasn't enough. <laughs> but his neighbors say that they barely spoke to him. But if they talked to him, sometimes he seemed a little odd, but normal. Sometimes he would say weird things. He would lash out in certain ways. One thing in particular is that he turned off the main power breaker to his entire neighborhood for no reason. And when his neighbors complained about his erratic behavior, he would usually respond by threatening to hire to kill someone. Or hire someone to kill someone. I think... (laughs) 
I'm sorry for laughing. I just I was picturing like someone interviewing his neighbors and then being like, yeah, so you know what was he like? And they're like, you know, he was just a little quirky. You know, he would. <laughs> there was the time he turned off the power to the whole neighborhood. That was weird. And then I came over and I was like, hey, uh, hey, why'd you do that? And he was like, shut up. I will hire someone to kill you. And that was just kind of weird, you know? <laughs> I don't know why people dismiss that. Yeah, like, but people interviewing were like, oh, that's just like an odd thing to do. But I like to believe that if someone did that to us, we would not respond like that. We would be like, I, you know, that's just old quirky Jim from down the street. Yeah, from <laughs> apartment 212 yeah. you know, right on the corner. Yeah. No, no. But and it's, it's funny you said that because people dismissed it as sort of like him just being erratic. But... When he would do usual annoying neighbor stuff, like playing music loudly, no one would complain or question him because they were afraid that he actually might have been serious. So they thought he was joking. They thought he was joking, but deep down inside of them, no one ever complained when he did anything weird because they were kind of like... Yeah, he might have been kidding, but what if he was? Yeah, it's like where he's like, does someone jokes like way a little too much? Yes, like it's too real. Yeah, exactly. Like me with my mom issues. You know what I mean? Yes. Wow, that was real silent. <laughs> so are the issues. So that's kind of his background. So leading up to the murders, this is what happened. But again, there are three theories to explain why he is the way he is. <laughs> and the first one is that mental illness. And so I'm going to go into something. He killed a small boy named Samuel. <laughs> I'm laughing because Alex is laughing. This I'm not, is not laughing. Funny. He is. He, you just chuckled. I'm not chuckling at the death of Samuel. So this is lending itself to the mental illness. So you have all the history. He seems a little erratic, a little spontaneous. <laughs> Alex, you we're talking about murder. Spontaneous. Because right now he is spontaneous. He hasn't killed anyone. You know, anyone. he's a little spontaneous. He, he threatens to kill his neighbors. He hasn't killed anyone yet, though. You know, sometimes he'll be like, hey, hey, honey, you want to go on a trip? She'll say no and be like, fine, I'm turning off the power to the neighborhood. Please proceed. At the time, he seemed very weird and whatever because he hadn't killed anybody yet. But again, this is lending itself as background towards the theory that he is a regular serial killer. Okay normal mentally ill so when he killed a small boy named samuel he went out with the neighborhood on searches for samuel offering to help with the large mobs of volunteers looking for the boy he even told the family of the victim that the handwriting on the handwritten ransom letters looked like that of a female which we now know was an attempt to remove himself from suspicion so this is lending itself towards the theory that he is just a deranged serial killer who is fucked up in the head, who killed people for pleasure, and couldn't stay away from his own things. Just like people are known, serial killers are known to like go to the funerals and stuff of people they've killed. They want the notoriety. They want the appreciation for some weird reason. He literally was on the neighborhood watch and went and pretended to yeah, look I for don't the like boy that. that he, know he knew he killed. Also, like talk to the parents like that. Yes, to try and like get himself yeah. off. He immersed That's himself weird. in the case, and it's That's weird. too much. Yeah, I don't like that. So you know his background. I'm going to give you one branch off from that theory, and it's less that it was mental illness and more that it was an actual physical disease. As he started to unwind into madness, his wife noted this, and also his neighbors and friends noted this, is that he had a tumor on the back of his head. 
So there's no denying that he had a descent into madness and then he started his killings, correct? Correct. The issue is deciding when it was. And so people cited his erratic behavior and attributed it to a tumor that developed on his back of his head. It is a legitimate tumor. People noticed it. It was the size of a small orange at the round around the time his behavior started deteriorating. His wife noticed it. Friends no- noticed it. Neighbors noticed it. People corroborated it. Was it there in high school? No, it was not there in high school. Because that seems like where it actually started. Yes, but yeah, he hadn't killed, but maybe he was just working up to it. So that's a good point. But upon the removal of that tumor, he was, quote-unquote, a new man. And he's now working as a preacher and a bookkeeper in the prison and worked with the police and confessed to his crimes that he was a different person. He even attempted to request a retrial even though he admitted to all of his crimes and murders of 17 people he claimed that he was a different man and was not thinking clearly and claimed mental illness and tried to get a retrial legitimately and gave convincing testimony saying that that wasn't him this guy this guy's really thrown for me for a loop i can see why mm-hmm. it's not Solved. I think part of the reason also that's throwing me for a loop is that, I mean, I, I like he seems like a gifted student, and then something just went wrong there, and maybe that was when he started to go through those traumatic experiences as a kid. But even like as an adult, when he's trying to like sell himself or like write himself off as a suspect, that also shows like higher like critical thinking, as opposed to someone who might be suffering through mental illness and. But at the same time, mental illness isn't necessarily caused by a tumor, especially if it's mm-hmm. been happening since before then, which is what he used as the excuse for wanting to move towns. So, I mean, I, I, I understand poss- the possibility of a tumor causing it, but at the same time, it seems to have been going on long before that, and that maybe he was trying to use that as an excuse, or maybe it did cause things to be worse, but it seems like things were already bad before then dude great pivot to a serious tone you seemed very presidential just now thank you so much that's going to be my announcement speech i'm just going to use that (laughs) talking about the serial killer in kenya (laughs) yes as you should um so i'm going to recap before i get into theory number three um arrested for kidnapping out of the blue confessed to 17 murders led the police to four bodies of unsolved cases that, for the main girl that I used to illustrate, um, his behavior, because all his other kidnappings and killings were kind of on the same path, was two years old, led him to four actual bodies, and told him about 13 more. Out of the blue. So, the two theories... More. What? No, he four bodies, 17. I thought you said three bodies. No, 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 no. no. That's on me. Yeah, you work in finance. Yes. That's it? That's all you have to say to defend yourself? Yes. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to proceed. So, again, the two things so far, and this is not the unsolved portion of the case. The unsolved portion of the case I'm about to get into, which is connected to a theory, which is why it's exciting. (laughs) The man man is in jail. You sat up. You looked excited. I'm locked in now. Wow, I'm excited. The man is in jail, okay? He's just waiting trial. It's taking a long time in Kenya. The judicial system anywhere takes forever. Oh. But especially right now in Kenya. Good Lord. It's it's ridiculous. But um, so people are thinking either he was he was genuinely mentally ill 
and he was mentally ill before his breakdown in school happened. And it, it is it is true that like if you have a setback or something in school that puts you back to where you are, you might accept your circumstances or your or your mental health. I'll buy it. So a lot of people are saying, hey, it's mental health. You know what I mean? He was experiencing issues since high school, regardless of not killing anyone. He was erratic when he was married. He was this and that. And then look what it ended up being. It slowly ramped up. You can kind of see a predictable trend. That's good. For other people, they're saying, hey, he was weird before. Then when he got the tumor, that's when it went from weird to violent. And that's another thing too. However, in Philip's confession. He described how his crimes had escalated over the years, originating, as you pointed out, Alex, from his time in high school. He claimed that in his first year, when he was still a good and focused student, at his high school, a female teacher had recruited him into a murderous cult. Once initiated into the cult, he was responsible for killing 100 people, at which point he would be blessed with an untold amount of riches. And be forgiven uh, for all his sins. Uh, uh, stop the presses. <laughs> the presses have halted. <laughs> okay, okay. So, <laughs> hear me oh, out. Oh, baby. Hear me out. Hear yep. me out. Hear me out. What? Uh, what? Whoever's managing this cult, terrible. I'm going to throw that out there first of all. <laughs> terrible organization. Your pitch? What, what kind of recruitment is this? I mean, your pitch to get to like the untold riches is kill a hundred people. It feels like a pyramid scheme. It, it really feels, does. yeah, where it's like untold sign, riches, sunny. Well, no, no, that's, that's the promise of cults, whether it's in now or the afterlife. And I'm fine with that promise. That's <laughs> not where I have the issue. The issue is how you get there because sure. like, like in some cults, it's like, Hey, you know, like, uh, like kill one person, you know, and then like, you'll be in the cult forever. And then at your death, that's a that that promise makes sense to me because like it's an attainable goal you could do it easily and like it it, it could be done a hundred people who's got the time first of all (laughs) second of all that's just unrealistic imagine rolling up to your first meeting at the cult and they're like hey you want to come through the recruiting process and he's like yeah i'll do it he gets through the recruiting process and they're like here's how you get to the goal (laughs) kill a hundred people you see everyone in this room we all kill a hundred people there's 50 people in the cult that is just unrealistic (laughs) you also got to think why do it one at a time at that point you go for bulk yeah, and that's just that's not going to work. You're going to get arrested, right? You can't According to this guy, he only got to se- he got 17 percent of the way through, and he's apparently some big name member. No, no, no. He's also went through from high school, and as an adult, only got to set. This is a terrible cult. Years of planning. And uh, got to set- I- I'm disappointed in his results. Look, to be I mean, this is crazy to me. The idea of cults are fine in my head, <laughs> not what they do. I understand the concept of cults. Let me clarify. Alex I, Thomas endorses cults. I don't endorse cults. I can understand the motivation of joining a cult. Not this one. A hundred people. One hundred people. Lofty. No way. Mm-hmm. And you, you're telling me you get to like 73 and you're like, well, fuck. Like, I still have to kill. No, 27 more. Ooh, bad math. 27 more people. That's like you're going to. Oh, man. You know. Imagine getting to 98 and getting like arrested. I'd be so fucking pissed. I'd be be so angry. Like I would be so angry. Well, thank God you're not invited to this call. Yeah, I wouldn't join. You kidding me? 
And uh, so, would you join a cult with well, such a ridiculous premise? It's about to get worse because <sighs> as part of the cult's practices, I'm angry. He engaged in things deemed barbaric and audacious, more so than just murder. Because after killing each of his victims, he described drinking blood from their bodies, usually their necks. Now, this is the worst cult I've ever heard in my entire life. I know. So Philip claims Not, that he okay. never met. In terms of what they did, but also in terms recruit. of like the rules. Yeah. So uh, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually take a pause. I'm, I'm going to take a pause. Uh, Please do. So your cult, how, how would you run it? What would your requirement no, be? No, you see. <laughs> <laughs> you've, I feel like you've given this a lot of thought because you keep bringing it up. No, like, I mean, of course. Who hasn't? I, okay. Uh, <laughs> I haven't. I haven't in case you're asking. Look, who hasn't thought I about don't. running a cult? I haven't. I feel like the average viewer also hasn't, but carry on. I mean, I've done a lot of research into cults. I know your the mother Cults has are it. fascinating. And I would not have a cult where you have to murder someone. I mean, that, first of all, is ludicrous. You just want them to worship you. No, 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 no. I don't need to be worshipped. <laughs> well, maybe a little. No, like, I, I, I just, like, I'd like to lead some people and, you know, try and just enlighten them, you know? Like, we all are on a path of enlightenment together. Enlightened, enlightened to what? Just enlightenment in the world. Worshipping the old gods? No, not worshiping the old gods. They don't know enough about the old gods, and they know too much. <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't really know how to describe it. I just, uh, I feel like cults generally are not run well. A hundred is out of control. A hundred's absurd. Also, quick sidebar, people are very easily manipulated. Yeah, that's why I think you'd join a cult. The only instance is... What? I'm not easily manipulated. <laughs> you breezed right past it at first, and that proves my point. I backpedaled. I backpedaled, and I'm angry. I'm not like... I wouldn't just, like, join Manson. I feel like Charles Manson kill. could definitely convince you. I mean, he he was a very convincing man. That's the other thing. The fact passionate, that... Passionate, too, you know. The fact that, like, he had groupies while... In, I mean, this is completely off topic that's what blows my mind dude how about all the people that just like want to fuck serial killers and like and send that, letters i was watching a documentary Weird. on netflix about like a serial killer in california and like once he got arrested people just started sent like women started sending pictures of themselves to him and he eventually married one and that is bizarre i i don't i feel like people just have the need to like be a part of something unique weird yeah but at the same time like people think like uh they they go on tours of what's uh the cream city killer uh cream city yeah the one who was a cannibal cream that is not a thing yeah yeah um research team cream city cannibal oh Dahmer. yes jeffrey Dahmer. there's like tours he's known as the cream oh my god yeah cream city that's that's the nickname of the city that's why but they like go there's like tours of like showing his path of of murders and apparently like a lot of bridal showers and hey why why is it sorry why is it called cream city i I don't know i wasn't part of the nicknaming process oh weird you asked me alex i actually just googled it Uh, milwaukee that's why you wanted to say it (laughs) that's why you asked the question Milwaukee's known as the cream city because of the yellow cream colored bricks that were first discovered and made here in the 19th century I'm not even mad about that, honestly. That's kind of cool. I didn't know bricks came in different colors. Cream City. So, so we got very much off topic. I think we should have an episode just talking about cults. Well, we're getting deeper into it right now. So he 
not only you're going to be really upset because apparently you have an issue with the hierarchy of cults. I do. But he never met any other members of the cult claiming to have. So, okay, so, he's, so lying. He's, saying, he's lying. So he's saying. I'm going to throw he, it out there. He lied. Hear me out. He's never Cult's met. not real. <laughs> he's never met any of the higher-up people, but he met two of the inductees that also were tasked with 100 killings. No way. Tobias and Douglas. No way. Interesting. This cult's fake. So he confessed to knowing two other cult members, Tobias and Douglas, who were also responsible for killings, and told police exactly where to go to find bodies of people they killed and sure as shit, Alex, they found bodies and solved more unsolved crimes related to those two people. All three of them worked together in all the kidnappings, and there was evidence at each of the crime scenes to implicate them. Could they have been accomplices, just plain old accomplices? Yeah, I think that's what it was. They but came up with a plan. they were charged with killings on their own, separate, that he did not attribute himself to. I don't think the cult was real. It just seems too much. I think these three might... Okay, okay, okay. Maybe these three wanted to start a cult. Mm-hmm. And they were like, this is how we do it. Possibly. Okay, here we go. We're putting together a plan. Uh, these three maybe all suffered from a similar mental illness where they heard the voices. And the voices were who they attributed to as like the leader of the cult who told them that they needed to kill 100 individuals. And maybe they they all suffered from various mental illnesses, and that's what led this to happening. I think that seems more realistic than a cult of uh, where each person has to kill hundred people and they don't even get to meet anyone. Who well, is getting convinced to do that? Well, maybe they just knew each other. Also possible. And so, again, the unsolved portion of this is the cult involvement. But like you're saying, there could be no cult involvement. But so that's tough, right there, because cults they cult, they work in the darkness. You're damn right, they do. So I'm going to keep going. So reporters pressed Philip on what encouraged him to start killing. He claimed that he felt a powerful and unstoppable urge to kill. That he all of a sudden derived pleasure from strangling victims and drinking their blood. Their blood, he said, fueled them and gave him supernatural abilities that allowed him to subdue victims more easily gross. in the future. So that every killing would be easier on the way to 100. Very gross. Despite claiming responsibility for these killings, Philip almost tried to shirk responsibility by claiming that it wasn't him who had directed the killings. Again, he said he had been initiated into a cult that forced him and the other men to do these evil things. He said, and I quote, My target was to kill 100 women. I managed 17 and there were 83 to go. After agreeing to join the cult, I graduated automatically. From then on, spirits would send me to go kill. In the cult, it was like on a stage. And then to go to the next level, I had to kill a lot of people and also meet the leader of the cult. I feel relieved. I am happy to have confessed all this. It was troubling. It was not my wish to do these evils. I know it is a crime to kill, and it is against the Ten Commandments of God. But you see, I was not myself. I regret a lot. I share the pain with the grieving families, but then it was not my fault. It was the spirits in me. I will not repeat what I have been doing because my initiators warned me that if I ever reveal it to anyone or confess, I lose the spirits and the power to come. I am now back to my senses." 
That is a lot. Uh, could be mental illness. That's could what it sounds like more to me. Mm-hmm. Um, just based off the way he was talking about it, where it just doesn't seem as likely that it was actually a cult that was that was forcing him into this, and it was like these spirits that were guiding him, mm-hmm. possibly telling him that there was like a cult telling him to do it. It just, I mean, cults exist. I mean, plain and simple. Absolutely. Um, and I'm done, sure people have done very weird shit. Yeah. Jonestown. Manson, people have done weird shit. Yeah, and, and there are in definitely cult. murder cults out there where they're like, yep. you have to join the cult, you have to kill X amount of people. Even like gangs do things like that. Yep. But this one just feels unrealistic. It feels like he met these two people from whatever, and they all followed this sort of doctrine that they came up with together, or that he was led to because of the cult, and just said that these two were were joined as well. I mean, it's certainly possible. It absolutely cannot be ruled out that they joined a cult. It just feels like to me more that this was a man suffering from very unfortunate mental illness, possibly from trauma, possibly just from developing this mental illness. And maybe the chemical imbalance after the tumor helped help write him in some way, so to say. But it just doesn't seem like to me like an actual cult. So we're going to get a little deeper. I'm going to see if you still have that same opinion at the end of this. Again, he said he was recruited to the cult at the end of his first year, okay? Right before he got suspended for sodomizing another kid or bullying. They never proved the sodomizing. He said that a teacher at the time recruited him into the cult from his history or his energy or whatever. When they tried to find her at the school, she had transferred because of quote-unquote medical reasons. But they were able to track her down because of his cooperation all of a sudden with the police. Again, he said he was afraid because he thought the cult was going to come after him. He knew he would lose his riches and splendor from the spirits. But he did all that all of a sudden in a moment of clarity and exposed two other members of the cult, potentially, his co-conspirators and kidnappers. So they finally tracked down the teacher. Her name was Elizabeth Kamani. She was 40 years old when she got arrested in June of 2010. She was a young school teacher at his same high school. She teached Christian religious education classes for two years, Philip's first years at the school. And following this, again, she transferred cities miles away, citing medical reasons. And she taught there for four years. After that, she retired randomly and lived a pretty quiet life until she surrendered to police and got arrested. She was held in custody for two weeks before being charged with any crimes. So what's very important here, she got held and tried. The police were dying to put some sort of rest on the cult side of the story because, again, Kenya has not had in their history any sort of serial killer like we've had in America or like they've had anywhere else. This was the first person that confessed to killing 17 people, and people were freaked out. He is still to this day Kenya's most prolific serial killer. On his trial when he was being walked to jail, mobs formed in the street and threw shit at him, like some Game of Thrones Cersei being walked down the the fucking cobblestone streets type shit. Like, it was intense. Sorry if you guys didn't watch Game of Thrones for whatever reason, but you should. Um, but it, he's he is still to this day Kenya's most prolific serial killer. So the police were dying to put some kind of 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 light on the cult thing. So she got charged 
after being held for two weeks for administering a quote-unquote unlawful oath because Philip created that tie to her and they knew that she was his teacher. So that's why they were so eager to make the move. I don't because think she did anything. I think maybe she did actually transfer for other reasons. I think it's more likely maybe. someone transfers for right reasons as opposed to it to being wrong reasons maybe. or a cult. So you would agree that Philip was cooperative with the police, correct? Sure, it sounds like he was in the end. Yes. So his confession spread to the media, and he claimed back in high school, when he was just a teenage boy, that Elizabeth, one of his teachers, had developed an unhealthy obsession with him. He said that she would invite him over to her house, she would offer him food and drink, and that one night it was laced with unknown ingredients and concoctions, implying that he was drugged. And during one of these encounters, Philip claimed Elizabeth had lacerated his chest when he was in a dulled state and took some of his blood. In return, she had allegedly put some kind of black powder, similar to ash, on the open wound. Following this, Philip alleges that Elizabeth was able to take control of him through black magic rituals, encouraging him to go out and kill. He said that she often appeared in his dreams, telling him what to do, and that her hold over him continued to escalate in the years after high school, leading up to the mid-2000s. By 2006, he stated she was able to force him to kill, telling telling him that he needed to kill at least 100 people before he could be fully integrated into her cult. Unsurprisingly, this this entire series of events was denied by Elizabeth. You know what what it really sounds like? Very unfortunately. Hmm. It sounds like he went through another traumatic experience with her. Or maybe she took advantage of him or something like that, similar to what happened at the at the tea farm. There could be some truth in there. And I think that's what seems more likely. And maybe she continued to manipulate him, which is why she transferred schools. And it wasn't necessarily to murder or anything, but maybe that's how he was able to cope with it. And rather that than admit the truth of what was happening, I think that is far more likely than this teacher used black magic to control him. It, it's, and- it's a very sad situation, what I'm painting. But it's what I think seems more most likely. And she, it, that can make sense because as I was just about to get to, she denied even knowing him, but she was literally his teacher at school. Yeah. So that could have been because maybe there's no black magic. Maybe there was just something traumatic. Maybe she, you know, took yeah. advantage of him, whatever, because yeah. he was, you know, 15, 14. Yeah. But again, he's, he's, Collaborating with police, well, I mean, he's already serial at, killers on, on, on. collaborate with the police all the I'm time. I'm not even. I'm not even to the point yet. He took them to the bodies. He sold her out. He sold out two other members. Even if they're not a cult, even if you don't believe in the cult thing, he sold out his two co-conspirators. And again, for no reason, he was arrested for kidnapping. The charge. He wasn't even charged with murder. He was arrested for kidnapping. The charge wouldn't have even been that bad. He just came clean because he felt guilty and felt like he was thinking clearly now. But so, Elizabeth, his teacher, remained in custody for a year awaiting her trial. So, they brought her in in September of 2011. And the trial moved quickly. And it seemed like she was somehow involved with the murders. And then, when Philip took the stand, after everything, when he took the stand and made eye contact with her, he testified that his prior claims about her were false and that he didn't know that woman. And the case was dismissed, and she was let to go free. Once again, that could just be trauma. It very well could be, but that is the portion that remains unsolved. I mean, that, yes. I mean, yes, technically, we can't rule it out. 
and there's clearly some weird things going on there and yes it's uh it's, it's weird suspicious at the very least like you said at the very least there's got to be some kind of trauma there because she said that she had never met him the instant that he dropped out and started acting out she literally moved schools to get the fuck out of there and then after he did all the murders he confessed ratted out two people that worked with him directly on multiple kidnappings also ratted her out as being his connection to the cult and then the second he sees her eye to eye in a courtroom after giving all this implicating evidence after saying she did this with black magic drugged him all these other allegations says that he not not only that that wasn't true that he had never even met her and tanked the entire prosecution yeah it's thing. bizarre but at the same time it can be could written be up trauma. to either black magic or could cult trauma or trauma or anything else like also seems weird that his co-conspirators weren't just there for his kidnappings they come they completed murders on their own uh yes but separate from him also might yeah, have been getting towards that, going on that necessarily you can't you can't necessarily explain easy but maybe 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 he was the cult leader in himself and he was the one that convinced the others to do it or maybe the voices that spoke to him were the cult leaders that convinced the others to do it yeah could have just been the tumor i don't think it's the tumor because i don't either i was, think maybe he did have some severe mental illness. he was messed up since high school however I, I don't know the fact that like literally people who know him now say that there's a clear night and day sure there could be like a reformation in prison, yes exactly absolutely but the weird thing to me is that he completely 180 because at that point he has nothing to lose he's facing multiple life sentences anyway he's already ratted out the two people that were closest to him in completing the kidnappings that also murdered on their own he had gotten to the point where he cult's not real whatever he got to the point where the cult was the enemy and he had a moment of clarity after he had his tumor removed that he's saying the cult is bad i wasn't that guy give me a retrial that's not me i grieve with the families but that wasn't me it was this woman who brought me in that's all i know she did these terrible things to me and then he sees her eye to eye and takes back everything and says that he had never seen them even though the police already Maybe that established was his way of regaining the power against her like i know what you did she's, she's free now so. so he knows that he controls it now that was his <laughs> way of letting go <laughs> i doubt it <laughs> could who's, be though who's the real winner there alex she's well he's prison. losing he's regardless yeah but he could have taken maybe that's why he like him. looks at her he's like i know what happened now the rest of her life that she lives free she knows it was because of him <laughs> but i'm just saying live in prison forever i'm just saying i'd be a petty little bitch in that scenario i'd be like yeah you you did it i'd be like yeah you know no it's yeah, her yeah. yeah you did it i know you did it and you know you did it <laughs> people said that he looked shocked in the courtroom that yeah, the I'm color sure. ran from his I'm face sure. when he saw her he definitely knew her and so well, the question I mean, is whether well it's trauma or whether it was something deeper yes and that remains uh, cold uh, cold <laughs> <laughs> well guys that's it for me um if you if you all feel like it and want to want to engage with us let us know if you think it was a cult mental illness or maybe just a random a random tumor that popped up but i feel like this this shit ain't done I feel like this shit is not. Yeah, it's done. also one of the newest ones we've done. Mm-hmm. Um, let's uh, well, let's know what country I get. I, I'm, I'm about to let you know right now. I'm excited. Alex is hosting next week, so um, you know. Tyler's about to do a little random country generator. Let me know who I'm going to be talking about. We, we've gone all over right now. Yep. 
really all over. I'm excited to see what we get. See if we get somewhere new, somewhere we haven't been before. We've covered uh, only two continents right now, actually. Three continents. Didn't you get New Zealand at one point? Yeah, the thing that I, I was confused about that I felt ignorant about before was was whether or not there were countries in Antarctica. But we never fully established No, I don't that. think there are. There's none. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I'm no, not No, I, I think I'm it's just confident. like unincorporated land. <laughs> unincorporated land. Okay, you ready? I am absolutely ready. Drum roll, please. Okay, I guess I'll do it myself. <laughs> we got Germany. Wow. Wow. Hey, neighboring of the country last week. Look at that. That'll be a good one. Look at you go. Okay. Look at you go. So feel free to tune in. If you don't, we'll be very sad. This is really all we have. Check um, us out on Instagram. Yes, uh, check out the link in our bio for our yes. sponsorships. Got you guys some discounts. Yes, please. And uh, we'll be checking in with you next week. Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. Welcome, welcome, welcome to part two, I guess, uh, after the credits. Um, if you're still here, thank you for, uh, for still listening. Um, for those of you that don't already know um, what's uh, happened, this will be the last episode of another cold one um that will be published this is the last one that we recorded um yeah if you if you know the uh the reason then you know the reason if you don't then you know i'm just gonna leave it at that um i don't want it to be you know i don't want it to become anything that more than what it was uh which was a, a fun thing um uh for two buddies to do and and joke about murder <laughs> so i, I uh, you know, I hope um, I hope it, it made you laugh or, or or taught you something cool or you know did something. Um, you know, it was it was just a fun thing for for us to do, and it ended up getting. Uh, I just looked over seventy four hundred downloads. Um, we're in fifty or sixty countries that people listen to us every week. Um, so it was it was really cool to watch, uh, but. Um, yeah, I, I hope, uh, you know, I hope, I hope this, this meant something to somebody. Um, cause I, I know it meant a lot to me and yeah, I had a hell of a time making it and I know that Alex had a hell of a time making it. Um, yeah. So, um, for the last time, I guess I, I am, uh, signing off. Yeah.